1: from advertising to software as a service to data across all of our programs and clients we've seen a 55 to 65 percent open rate getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than tv advertising
2: Typical life span of an article is about 24
1: to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear
0: call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the Martech Podcast
2: Today, we're going to talk about how to best leverage your workforce as a marketing channel. Joining us is Jonathan Baldock, who is an advisor to Social HP, which is a next generation employee advocacy platform, enabling companies to drive talent marketing and sales success through a trusted evergreen marketing channel. Yesterday, Jonathan and I talked about some of the challenges of employee advocacy programs, and today we're going to talk about how employee advocacy is changing as a marketing channel. All right, on with the second part of my conversation with Jonathan Baldock, advisor at Social HP. Jonathan, welcome back to the Martech podcast.
1: Thanks, Ben. Appreciate it.
2: Excited to have you back on the show. Excited to continue our conversation about employee advocacy. Yesterday, we talked about some of the challenges that are facing companies trying to get started with employee advocacy, getting internal buy in getting employees to actually share your content. And then there's the challenge with evaluating them as well. I want to focus a little bit more on some of the marketing practices here. When you think about integrating a employee advocacy tool, you're starting from scratch. What are some of the tips that you have for not only finding the right tool, but making sure that you're onboarding your employees effectively as well?
1: If we're at the point where we're making a decision on a tool, I would say, first and foremost, make sure that the feature set is what you want, that you're going to have your employees sharing out to, so that it's connecting to the right platforms. But beyond that, I would say, and I think my advice is the same as it would be last time, which is focus on a platform that can deliver usage.
2: So you're giving me a very diplomatic answer, and I appreciate that you're not just pumping social HP, but I'm going to ask you a question, and I know that it's going to lead to some social HP promotion. So everyone, it's not a paid promotion here. This is a legitimate question. (laughs) You got to pick the feature set that's right for you. Well, Jonathan, what feature set is right for me? How do I figure out what are the feature sets and what's some of the differentiators between the employee advocacy programs?
1: Every single employee advocacy platform will pull in content for you. So, really, then it's down to a remote control with buttons on it and deciding which buttons are important. For the most part, they're all going to do the same thing. There's going to be the odd differentiator here and there. There are some unique ones to Social HP, giving me the opportunity to be able to answer that question specifically, which is the market average is 20% usage and Social HP average is 80% monthly active usage.
2: Okay, so that's
1: a pretty big differentiator. <laughs> Correct. And so I would say pick a tool that can deliver that. Obviously I would lean towards the platform that I'm supporting, but when I left LinkedIn, I could have worked with any competitor if I wanted to. And here I am.
2: Right, so talk to me more about the feature set where every platform at table stakes is a content aggregator that tries to make it easy for someone to take content and syndicate it through their personal handles. Great, that basic plumbing is table stakes. Getting people to buy in and use the platform is not. Why is Social HP able to generate a 4X engagement rate relative to the industry norm?
1: What we see is there's an 80 20 rule when it comes to this kind of technology and most SaaS products 20% of your employees that sign up. So, first we have to focus on the ones that sign up. So if you have 10,000 employees, you invite all 10,000, the most you're, in my experience, ever going to get is half of your employees to actually sign up for one of these things. Once you get those hands raised, then it's 20% of those people will actually log in and use this on a regular basis. That 20%, those are technology adopters. Those are the people that are excited about the new iPhone and they're going to line up and they're going to do it and they see the value in their personal brand. The other 80% are either intimidated because they don't, they're scared of what I should I share? What should I say? What should I pick? or they're just busy and they're going about their jobs and this isn't priority one for them.
2: I'll throw the disgruntled employees in that bucket as well. Sure, sure. They either don't know what to say, they're scared to say it, or they don't give a shit.
1: There's a good chunk of don't give a shit too, sure.
2: I'm also going to use it, did you see the movie Anchorman? hmm Your math is Sex Panther math.
1: 60% of the time it works every time? <laughs> All the time. It's like
2: 80% of the employees use our platform. No, it's not 80%, it's 80% of the 50%.
1: Oh, no, I'll give you the 80%. I'm just talking about industry averages. Okay. Social HP, we actually have a solution for the 80% that don't log in.
2: Hostile takeover of their LinkedIn account.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. So it depends on how you deliver the message. But usually what we do is we say, hey, look, you're busy. Here's how often we're going to share. Will you give us the opportunity to share content on your behalf? And so we'll select content, we'll deliver it, and we do it in small batches. And then we provide varying copy, varying images. And so it provides some scalability. It's not going to be the same as somebody going in and saying, this is what I think, and I'm going to write that. But I can also tell you almost nobody does that, even the 20% that log in. So at least you're providing that message out at scale. And it's giving the employees, one, the chance to participate, and two, the company the opportunity to be able to get the message out.
2: Got it. So essentially, the differentiator here is your employees have the option to opt in to have the company post to their personal page. And yes, the messaging isn't as customized, but it takes the work off of the employee's plate and allows basically the company to have a direct feed to those accounts.
1: Yeah. And then the reality is, as long as companies are very clear as to what that is going to be, meaning, hey, I'm going to share twice a month, here's the ratio because we give them best practices. So for example, for every six pieces of content that they share, it should be three pieces of thought leadership, two pieces of industry, and one piece about the company. So if they adhere to a, a really good ratio where it's not just product, 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 buy, 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 and then they're delivering it infrequently out to the employees' networks, they can drive a lot of visibility for the individual and for the organization.
2: Even after they've accepted the company's ability to post on their personal... A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi, who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. pages, how often do employees push back, say, hey, why'd you post this on my page?
1: If the communication is clear up front, I've almost never see it. But I will say there's two kinds of calendars. So employees can choose a locked calendar, meaning you can set up this perfect sharing cadence for me. And then the day before I'll get a notification saying, hey, this is all set to go out. Can you please review and approve it? So that's one kind of calendar. And then the second kind of calendar is the open calendar, where it's like, hey, you guys are the experts. I don't need to manage this. We've already communicated as to what you're going to share and how often. Good on you. And I just need to remember that this is what you're doing on my behalf. So as long as the communication lines are good, it typically works really well. I think poor communication brings about some opportunity for failure.
2: Sure. So there's a vetting option here for the employees, even though they're giving that direct pipeline to their personal network. Now, talk to me about some of the results that are generated. Social HP is generating 80% engagement, building these direct feeds to personal profiles of their employees. How many messages for any given size company are going out? Response rates? What can you expect in terms of employee advocacy as a marketing channel?
1: So it's different than a paid ad, and that's because it's targeted and it's a finite amount of time, and it's also asking for a specific action meaning here's our product, please click here, take this action, we want you to you know, drop into our sales funnel. The communication that you put out through an evergreen marketing channel, like an advocacy platform, because you're sharing out thought leadership, you're sharing out industry news and you're sharing out company content, that mix is not as rushed. You've got a lot longer to build that relationship. So it's really more about building people into the buyer's journey, building the awareness and starting to work them down through the sales funnel over time. It also helps to elevate the professional profile of the individual, because now if they're sharing thought leadership and it's valuable to their network, then they're starting to be looked at as a market expert or a thought leader or a subject matter expert, perhaps in their specific field. So thoughtful content, thoughtful, I guess, delivery of that content is important. Then on the measurement side, we covered some of the points in the uh, in our first conversation yesterday. Just around, uh, you know, what do you want to measure? Which is likes, comments, shares, reshares, et cetera. And then which audiences are engaging? And then what are they doing afterwards? So, as long as we have the right bits of technology in, then usually we can provide a pretty good understanding of what's happening through that sales funnel.
2: What I'm hearing is that the best practice is to use employee advocacy programs as top of funnel awareness builders, sort of interest generator. And it takes a little while to allow that marketing to mature. So help me compare and contrast employee advocacy as a marketing channel to some of the other opportunities that are out there. I think the biggest concern that I would have is, is not how effective the channel is, but its ability to scale. And this probably depends on how big your workforce is. But talk to me about scaling an employee advocacy program. Is it just kind of like it is what it is depending on how many employees you have and how engaged they are? Are there ways to sort of make it into a scaled marketing channel?
1: Well, mathematically, that is exactly what it is. How many employees times by their reach? And and that's your opportunity. Unless you've got resellers or a specific customer base that's advocating for you as well. So that is another channel and another opportunity because the people that you're inviting on don't necessarily have to have the same email domain. So you do have the opportunity, for example, if you're a brand and you have corporate resellers throughout an industry, then you can invite all of those other channels, all of those other organizations and their employees in as well. Otherwise, absolutely, it's a finite opportunity. I've got this many employees times by X reach, and this is the potential audience that we can reach.
2: I think that there's an interesting idea here, which is for organizations to give some support to their employees, to help them grow their network, provide best practices, maybe even promote some of their content through paid posts, all of a sudden your employees are getting this benefit of having larger social networks, and then they bring in the employee advocacy programs, right? We've done this. Anytime anybody likes a post related to the MarTech podcast, we connect with them. I want them to be my connections on LinkedIn. That's one of the ways that we keep our content circulating, right? There's a, ways to grow your professional network using social media, and that might be the first step before you get into an employee advocacy program if you're a smaller organization. If you're a 13,000-person company like eBay, fire away. I think then it becomes a management and organization problem as opposed to whether it is a valuable enough channel, whether it has the scale.
1: Yeah, I would also quickly add in on that note, if you have 10,000 employees and you don't want to roll it out to 10,000 people right away, selecting which employees have the target audiences that they're connected to, that's a great place to start. So if I'm selling in a particular channel, get inviting in the salespeople that have those marketing connections that you want, inviting in the marketing team, inviting in the specific employees that have the right connections so that that way, at least you're starting in the right spot.
2: Yeah, it's interesting to think about employee advocacy as being, I guess, an organic growth channel. It's kind of like influencer marketing. It's content syndication. It's not a paid channel. There's some platform cost. It's one of those channels that seems like it would be incredibly high ROI once you have your platform integrated, once you've built out that cadence with your team. Upfront costs are high, but the ROI seems like it would be great on the back end. Jonathan, any last words before I let you go?
1: I'd say it's also a great opportunity to be able to elevate the profile of the executives in the organization because you can generate a lot of reshares and a lot of likes through executive content just across the employees that you have on a platform like this.
2: I think that's a really important call. And I don't know if it's just the executives that are raising their profile, but the people in the organizations by equipping them to be more regular social media posters helps raise their profile as well. So the organizations providing value to the employees and the employees in turn are providing a marketing channel back to the organization. Seems like a nice little bit of symbiosis there.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: All right, and that wraps up this episode of the Martech podcast. Thanks to Jonathan Baldock, an advisor at Social HP for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Jonathan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact them on Twitter. The company's handle is socialhp socialhp or you could visit the company's website which is socialhp.com.